Hi, and welcome to episode nine of the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. On today's podcast, I'll be talking to Kelly Emerson, a great Australian ultra runner who is um, representing Australia next month at the World Long Distance Mountain Running Championships. We'll be talking about that as well as her experiences at UTMB, how she got into racing and lots of other things. I hope you enjoy our chat. Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Today we have Kelly Emerson. Hi Kelly. Hi. How's it going? It's going all right, yeah. That's good. I thought we would catch up for a chat just to talk about um, all the racing you've been doing. It seems like every time I look on Facebook or Instagram you're somewhere in some far-flung country doing something really exciting and I thought it would be interesting to talk about your different adventures. Yeah, it's been a pretty fun year. I've been all sorts of places. Yeah. Um, so first of all, tell us how you got into ultra running. All right. So uh, it was, I don't even know how many years ago now. I always say it's about five years, but I think it's probably more <laughs> like 10 or more. It's amazing how it feels like five years. Yeah. It? <laughs> um, but yeah, I did a couple of um, uh, shorter runs. I did run for the kids with my cousin and um, I'd never run that far in my life and Manage the distance. And that so and never having run that distance before that didn't turn you off? No, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And so since I did fourteen K I decided I could run twenty one, so Yeah, why not? Um, I joined uh, Running in the Burbs, so we're the official training group for Run Melbourne. And yeah, I started training with them and the distances just kept in increasing. As did, they do. <laughs> yeah, did a couple of marathons and um, then some friends from that club. Um, convinced me to do Oxfam trail walker with them and so we did so you went from marathon to 100k yeah nothing in between we did Marunda Dam as a training run together yep and yeah I love that came pretty pretty naturally and so yeah we did the Oxfam and then after that 100k's made everything else seem a bit easier (laughs) (laughs) it's funny that isn't it yeah and um you've done Oxfam a few times now haven't you yeah five wow okay I, think that's um, all. I don't think I need to go that, back. That's enough. And I've heard the courses change and it's not so good anymore anyway yeah, from what I've heard. It should be a bit faster now. I yeah, imagine, it's a lot flatter. A bit less mountains and yeah, nature more, and a bit more road. Yeah, bike, bike path. path. It's not really trail runner anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or trail walk, whatever it is. Um, so um, you've done UTMB twice now. I have. How does that compare? That's just a whole other world. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> we just don't have mountains like that here. No, we definitely do not. Have you run it? I did CCC. Yeah, okay. I couldn't, I didn't get into UTMB. And when I did CCC, I was so glad I hadn't got into yeah. UTMB. <laughs> I kind of wish I'd done CCC. <laughs> yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, explain to people what UTMB is like. What's different mm-hmm. about it and why is it so different to anything we have in Australia? Yeah, so I guess number one is the size of the mountains. Um, I always come home from there and look at my little dandenongs out the window <laughs> and uh, realise that... It's, it's not really a mountain. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> um, yeah, you feel like a little ant in amongst the Alps. It's pretty incredible. Um, the scenery is amazing and the climbs go forever and ever. And um, Yeah, I, my first ever race over there was the OCC, so the, oh, okay. the short version. And um, Yeah, that opened my eyes up to what racing overseas was really like and 
it was very much a hiking race as opposed to a running race. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other key factor with UTMB is just the amount of support and people there. So, um, you know, there's 10,000 people racing over the week and it, it's really the Tour de France of trail running. It's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. What did you think of the food at the aid stations? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. We had a full smorgasbord of cheese and salami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I found that rather off-putting, yeah, to be I honest. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it. And this year in particular, actually, I didn't find the food all that Well, nearly. it was warmer this year, wasn't it? Yeah. When it's colder, that food might be okay. Yeah, but... potentially. So, yeah, that, that probably impacted me a little bit. <clears throat> so what happened this year? How did it go? That was a tough day out. Um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, wow. Um, I, I was probably fitter than I've ever been, but you know, no, <laughs> when you're out for so long, there's so many different variables and lots of things can go wrong. So, um, I was probably due for a, a bad race. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they happen sometimes, don't they? Yeah. So no, it was all good. Um, it was a great, it was a great experience and I learned a lot. Um, I, uh, I guess the main things that went wrong was was that I had some problems with my kidneys really early oh, on. And wow. that's never happened before. So, what do you mean? So you were getting kidney pain? So I, I got, had some UTI symptoms really yep. early on, like 30 to 40 Ks. Um, and that's never happened in a race before. I didn't have any issues before the race. Yep. Um, so straight away it sort of rung some alarm bells and I had to keep, keep stopping and going to the loop. And then... I stopped a few times to chat to the medics just to see what I could do to prevent it from getting worse because I heard lots of stories um, about other people being affected and, you know, actually doing some serious damage yeah, to their yeah. kidneys. And I that, can that lead to rhabdo? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the medics didn't really speak English. That's what I was going to ask. Were you able and to when you're sort of still in a hurry, it's kind of yeah. it's just really awkward. So. That didn't really help me. And then I got to Comea in Italy um, in the morning, on the Saturday morning, and um, Teagues was filled me up and was trying to push me out the door, but I was a bit worried that something was, was seriously wrong. So I went to the, the loo before I, uh, before I left the checkpoint, and, uh, yeah, let's just say it looked like Coke. Oh, um, wow. So I was, was a bit worried that I yeah, shouldn't I so. be continuing, even though I still generally felt okay and I'd had a really good run into Kumea um, and I'd passed lots of people down the trail the steep yeah. trail coming into there so I was sort of on a high but at the same time thinking that I probably you know it's, it's really hard to make a wise decision when you've been running for so long and when yeah, you've trained so hard for something yeah. as well and, and you've traveled so far yeah there's yeah. so many factors so but I was well aware that um you know it was going to be risky and so I just made the call to continue, but to slow it down and to just try and drink a lot and flush it out. And um, yeah, that's what. And got did me that help? The, yeah, that's what got me to the finish line. So yeah, obviously I didn't get the time that I wanted, but um, but I got to finish. But you know what? Sometimes it is just about finishing and yeah. knowing that you've done what you can, and especially if your body's not, well, if it's showing signs of distress like that. <laughs> which can lead to something serious, it's better to err on the side of caution. Yeah, so. totally. Totally. Yeah, so, I think you made yeah, the wise really, decision. Yeah, that's it. And I, I was really happy to finish, and I finished on a high. Funnily enough, when I ran it um, two years ago, our friend was waiting with about four Ks to go and let yeah. me know there was someone just ahead. And so I had done a big sprint finish into town and it finished on a massive high. And um, this year, the exact same thing happened. Oh, really? Just a random guy... And it was 
well, it, you know, it was one o'clock in the morning by that point, um, but the exact same spot. And he was climbing up the mountain and let me know there were two girls just ahead. So ah, and did you get I, them? Uh, I got them both. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> so <laughs> so what did you come overall? The top 20 at uh, 19th. Ah, awesome. Yeah. And what was your time? Uh, 31 and a half hours. Which is still a really good time for that race. Yeah, it, and it, it is, yeah. You know, but, like a lot of people <laughs> would struggle to get such a good time. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm proud that I finished and I made some smart decisions. But, um, and how many metres climbing is in that, just so people get uh, an idea? Just over 10,000. Yeah, which is decent, I mind. And it's not just long uphills, it's really long downhills, which can smash up your quads. and oh, make, 100%. Yeah, yeah, make the next climb that much harder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was so the first that, time I really felt that quad pain. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I assume you used poles over there? I did. Yeah. yeah, well, when you're in Europe, you want to... Everybody uses Everybody poles. Everybody feel like you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got coming up now the World Long Distance Mountain Running Championships. I do. In Argentina, wasn't it? Yep. Yes. And um, so tell us a little bit about that. How did you qualify and that sort of thing? Yeah, so for this one, um, for the long course, there's not an actual qualification race. So okay. the short course, you have to do well, I think, at the national championship. Yeah. Um, but the long distance, um, I guess you just need to show some, some good results from your, from your year and, and, um, so you, you applied for it or they, yeah, so I applied for it, um, with my, uh, coach's influence and, um, uh, yeah, I guess they look at previous results and experience internationally and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was sort of as a good opportunity. Um, yeah, for sure. I've represented Australia in the Trail World Champs three times. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the last time um, in Italy was a bit disappointing for me, not from a performance perspective, but just from a team perspective. Oh, um, okay. Because everyone sort of pulled out oh. at the last minute. Oh, like before and the, the race? Yeah. Like the they race. were in Italy or before they went to Italy? Yeah, so most were before. Um, a couple were still even there. So oh, wow. in the end, it was me and Vlad. And oh, wow. That was it. Jeez. Eating dinner next to the full Italian table of about 30 people. And, oh, my golly. You know, it, it wasn't quite the same because World Champs are, no. are you know, a definite team, team event. Yeah, so. that's right. I totally agree. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the team. So who else is on the team? Um, so Simone Brick. Um, so she's doing the short distance. She's uh-huh. been up and coming. She's okay, champion. Yeah. She just won the national champs um, after um, being injured for quite a while. So that was pretty exciting. So we've been training together a little bit um, oh, cool. down here. And um, there's Katie Seabold. Oh, yep. And She'd be doing a short course too? Yeah, she's short yep. course as well. And then um, everyone else is from interstate. So there's two other girls in the long course. Don't think there's any men. Oh, okay. Um, but... Yeah, the team, I think there's about 14 of us in the team. There's a few juniors oh, as well. Okay. So how long is the short course? That's about, what, 8K or something? I think it's about 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not even close. But <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Good for a guess. That'll be done in an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> lucky them, hey? And so um, <clears throat> have you looked at the, the course online? Yeah, I have a bit. So there's a there's a big manual that breaks it down and uh-huh. uh, there's quite a few 30 to 40% gradients. Oh, wow. Up and down. So been uh, using that western front of the Dandenongs yeah, yeah. a fair bit lately. Yeah. And so it's um, marathon distance, isn't yep. it? Yep, it is. And um, how much climbing is in that I distance? I can't actually remember. I think it's. I'm gonna, I think it was about eighteen hundred. 
Oh, okay. So it's not too hideous. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's sort of two main... I think we do the short course climb first and then yep. we go up on a really big climb and a bit of snow running by the looks of it. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, I suppose because it's November. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, coming into their winter. Yeah. And a big, big long downhill to finish. Oh, okay. So, well, that's not too bad. That should be good. Although like on that. tired legs it might be tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I hope that goes really well. Um, yeah. And so... What are your future racing plans and that sort of thing? Yeah, look, uh, not really sure at this stage. Um, it's been a really big year. I haven't really stopped since two days in okay. January. So I was I was going to have a big break after UTMB. Um, so what happened? Obviously, I got selected in the team. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but you did have so, a little bit of a break then. No, look, I had maybe a couple of weeks. But um, yeah. it was always playing on my mind that I had to stay fit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a, a good balance of trying to recover and prepare at the same time. Um, yeah. it, you know, it does so take a lot been, out of you. Here yeah. Be. What's been the time difference between the two? Uh, I think it's only been about six weeks till now. Oh, okay. Gee, yeah, no, then you couldn't have a break, could you? No. Wow. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I keep thinking of UTMB as being ages ago, but it wasn't yeah, really, no, was it? it? Was st- end of August, start of September. Yeah. So what's, what does your training generally consist of when you're training for these big events? Yeah, so um, I guess leading up to this one, it's nice knowing that it's not quite as far, so yeah. mileage doesn't matter so much. But um, it's a pretty busy week. Um, I, I don't do a whole lot of Ks compared to a lot of people. It's probably up around 100 to 120 Ks um, average. But if you're also um, running on the but, trails, then it's kind of not comparable to running on the road. Yeah, well, that's it. Exactly. So it depends on the elevation that you're choosing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been, we've done a little bit of training with the weight vest this time around. Oh, okay. Um, a bit of climbing, trying to get how, the legs How do you strong. find that, like coming back down the hill though? Um, well, I guess those sessions are more about hiking and yep. getting strong legs as opposed to And so do you think that's helping? I think so. Yeah. Just sort of do that in the base phase and now we're just getting back and trying to do some more specific hill work yeah i think it's it's always good to mix things up and try different things because the body just gets used to your training otherwise doesn't yeah, it yeah totally yeah so what would your mileage max out at generally when you're training for a miler well it depends like I'll, I'll usually try and do a couple of races within that leading yeah. up so those weeks are generally pretty big but um for me, anyway, but yeah. it probably wouldn't go much, much beyond 120k. Well, I mean, I don't think there's really any reason to. Yeah, I don't have time. No, <laughs> I really exactly. don't have time. So it's, it's yeah. a fine balance for me of fitting in what I need to and being able to rest and yeah, not get too stressed out with everything else that's happening in life. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, you know, just being that little bit more rested is certainly beneficial. And your results speak for themselves, so obviously it works for you. Yeah. Um, and what's your nutrition like? Like, are you on any special... <laughs> diet or yeah, seafood diet look I love food so I yeah. just you know I don't have tr- any trouble with that side of things yeah. um uh I guess just trying to eat relatively healthy and um you know I'm not I don't know, on any special diet or anything just you know everything in moderation yep I agree I think that's the best way to look yep. at it and um on the, on the track, I guess it's um, generally having V-Fuel drink and gels. Okay, um, yeah. Started having Revies so, a little bit more. Having what, sorry? Revies. Oh, yep, um, yep, yep. They're, they're the caffeine. Caffeine, yep. Yep. And what about when you're in these longer races like UTMB where it's 30-odd hours, mm. do you eat real food? 
Yeah, definitely try to. Um, this year I've been playing around a bit with boiled potatoes. Oh, how's that? Work. Yeah, it's nice with a bit to have of salt something. or something. Yeah, nice to have it something a bit more savoury. You get yep. pretty sick of all the sweet stuff. Oh so. yeah, that's what I find. Um, yeah, that's been yeah. a good addition. And do you ever get stomach upset or anything like that? Yeah, hundred percent. So, and I think that was another issue at UTMB this year. So, um, because I was drinking so much and worried about that, I probably wasn't eating enough, and I could didn't feel like I could. Um, So, I was probably going nine or ten hours at a time without really eating a thing, which is not ideal. No, it's not ideal for (laughs) racing, is it? (laughs) Not at all. But sometimes, if you do eat in those situations and you get sick, that can be worse than not eating. So it's it's hard to know what to do sometimes. It is, and I guess in that, like I know that my body can keep going for a little while and on not much. I've done it multiple times. Yeah. And. I guess you try and train occasionally faster. Yeah. So not all the time, but just, you know, if some of the morning runs I won't eat just to train my body a little bit in that sense. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And so are you going to have a big break oh, after yeah, this? Yeah, I'm looking forward to a big break. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely plan on having December and Jen. I'm not doing a whole lot. So when you say a break, what do you mean by that? Do you not run at all for a couple of weeks or what do you do? Uh, look, I have a Vizsla that would go crazy if I didn't yeah. run. <laughs> so I'd probably still run, but I guess it's just not having a program. Not yeah, having unstructured. Anything. Yeah, just doing what I feel like doing. What the body and would you like do doing. any sort of cross-training, sort of other sorts of activities? Yeah, so probably just go and do some gym, gym classes. Um, in the past, I've done a bit of climbing. Yep. Um, yeah, a bit of bike riding maybe. Yeah. Whatever it feels like doing at the time, whatever's easy. Yeah. And then when will you start up your training again? Depends what I decide on for next year, really. Are you uh, doing two bays? Nah, it's too soon. Yeah. Okay. I always, it's hard because you decide to have a break, but if you've got a race coming up, then you start needed to start yeah. training for it, you know, at least a good month before. So, um, nah, I don't think I'll be doing two bays this year. <laughs> Oh, well, um, thanks for having the chat, Kelly. No and um, best of luck for um, for the race next month. What's the actual date of it? Uh, it's the 16th of November. Oh, okay, nice. So, yeah, not and too far away. No. no, it's not. It's only a few <laughs> weeks, really. Nice. No. So, and when do you leave? Uh, I leave on the 9th. Um, yep. So I think most of us head over there at the same time and we'll be in a bit of a holding camp for um, a few days before we head to the, the race location. And um, then looking forward to doing the um, Torsdale Pain hike afterwards. Oh, okay. So you're doing something that... Yeah. What is that hike? Uh, it's a famous hike in Patagonia. Um, okay. Sort of down the southern end of, um, of Chile. And how far is that? I can't remember the actual distance. Probably 80 or 90k. Okay. But you'll do that over a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, best of luck for your race. And... Um, Yeah, maybe we can chat later and catch up and see how you went. Sounds good. Thanks. (laughs) Well, I'm sure Kelly will do really well next month. It's great to hear how um, she's been training so hard and doing so much. I'm sure she's having lots of fun out there. Make sure you follow along and see how she goes on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for listening to the podcast and if I could just ask a favour, it would be awesome if you could get onto Apple Podcasts and please write a review and give me a rating. That helps to um, get the podcast more well known and um, helps the podcast to grow. So I'd really appreciate your help and support with that. Thanks for that and have a great week of training.